Welcome to this week's Instrument of Comics. I'm Alex Eschback. <laughs> and I, I will always love you. That was Matt Foundation for Pitch Perfect 4, and he got the part. Yeah, uh, that is obviously um, the smash hit uh, called I Fall to Pieces off of the album Coal Miner's Daughter by Wanda Jackson. I thought it was All-Star by Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much All-Star. Like It's the same pitch, the same notes. I honestly think that uh, Dolly Parton went back or went forward in time to steal that song. Uh, That's my I mean, thoughts. clearly she, she's a time traveler. That's how she got funding for Dolly Land. She'll never be Alan Jackson, and that's all I have to say about it. Alan Jackson? Alan Jackson. Oh, okay. You idiot. You oh. stupid, stupid moron fucking idiot. You can call me an idiot about country music as much as you want. No, I mean, you're, you're from Oklahoma. I feel like you should know more about country music. No, no, it's because I'm educated. So, like, that's. <laughs> I think, and, and I, I will tell anybody I meet this, there's a difference between uh, what you'll hear on the radio for country music and actual country music. And Alex will tell you that uh, that he just hates anything that's not ska or punk. It ain't house music. That makes you want to dance. Uh, <laughs> if it's I, not European house music, fuck off. I canceled country Wanker. music whenever they canceled the Dixie Chicks. I get it. Yeah. Because Earl had to die, and I agreed with him. I don't know why people were sticking up for Earl. I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, they had that documentary that came out about them. That was a blockbuster exclusive. That's what I remember most about the Dixie Chicks. Oh, wow. They, they hit it big time getting a blockbuster exclusive. Yeah. Can, do you remember any other blockbuster exclusives? No. I don't, I, you and I both worked at Blockbuster. That's one of the things that you and I related as. Uh, I, didn't even, I don't even remember blockbuster exclusives being a thing. Oh, yeah. The Matadors one, the film starring Pierce Brosnan and Greg, Greg Kinnear. <laughs> I bet that's one of the greatest AFI films ever. I own it on DVD. I'll t- tell you that much. And not AFI, the uh, movie company, but AFI, the band. You mean a fire inside? Yes, yes, yes. yes. And I'll have you know, please don't disparage Davey Havoc in front of me. I do not like AFI, the band, but I do like that Davey Havoc was in a couple scenes in Tim Timebomb's Rock and Roll Theater musical, which is a musical written by Tim Armstrong of Rancid that is only available to watch on Vimeo. Uh, it sounds like an which is what we're awesome. talking about this week. Vimeo? No, Tim Timebomb's Rock and Roll Theater. Oh, we are? I did not watch. I watched WandaVision. Oh. Are we supposed to watch Tim Timebomb's uh, Excellent Adventure with Dudes? Rock and Roll Theater. Rock and Roll adventure uh with all the people that he can fit into his 96 camaro somehow he got lars frederickson of rancid to play the lead and i don't know how he managed to get that pull it's a big get for tim i don't think that that's that big of a get big get i guess we can talk about one division 
Uh, well, before we get to WandaVision, which we are talking about today, which, by the way, spoiler alert for WandaVision. Good job. Uh, episodes one through three, episode four will be out the same day this episode comes out. You fucking nailed it, bud. I'm so proud of you. Um, let's talk about news, bro. Okay. Thor. Thor is filming right now. Are you excited about that? Yes, I am excited for Thor 4. I mean, we expected it to be filming right now, so... I, I don't like know why that. we are so excited that things are happening the way that they should be happening. One, because Matt Damon flew down there to film for two weeks, supposedly. Oh. Yeah. Is he going to play the uh, uh, the character of Daredevil? Uh, well, he was in the last Thor movie, maybe as himself, because he played the faux Loki in the play where Loki was himself as Odin, uh, and Loki was a hero of the play. Uh, so maybe it's gonna be more of that. Frankly, I would be not okay with him playing Daredevil because that role is Charlie Cox and Charlie Cox is alone. Who did um, Who did Matt Damon play? He w- there was never a name, but it's assumed that he was playing himself. He was an actor. I thought, he was, I thought I thought Matt Damon was playing Loki. Was Matt Damon playing Thor? No, no. Matt Damon played Loki in the play. Then who did Ben Affleck play? Are you talking about Dogma? What the fuck are you talking about? Are you high right now? No. Matt Damon Medical was. marijuana is legal here, Alex. Are you high right now? Don't Matt Damon me. was in uh, Thor 3. I know that. Yes. And you're telling me that Ben Affleck was too? No. But Matt Damon did play Loki in the film Dogma. He also played. Yes. He also played Loki. Yes. In the stage play. That was performed yes. in Thor three when actual same pledge was disguised yes. as Odin. I thought you were saying some shit about Ben Affleck being in in Thor. No, I wish. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, anyways, here's some more news. Uh, Usagi Yojimbo is coming to Netflix thanks to Stan Sakai and I guess is that Netflix. The comic where we read number one was actually like issue like twelve hundred and three of it, and we had no idea yep. what was going with on. The, uh, with the rabbit samurai. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yep. And let's move on because neither of us care about that. I mean, uh, we'll we now watch have, it probably when it comes out. Yeah, we'll probably talk about it here. Uh, there's a premiere date for Invincible, buddy. We did yeah. it. I need to put that on the list. Yeah. March, right? March it is. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. I didn't watch any of the... I watched the first trailer once, and the animation style looked pretty much exactly like the comic. Identical. I fucking identical. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, let's see what else do we have. Um, more Marvel movies have been pushed back. Um, Morbius got pushed back, which I guess is technically Fox, but it's Marvel. I'm honestly fine with that, because I still want to see Morbius, and it was coming out in March, and we would not have gone to theaters in March. No, we would not have. Um, at least I wouldn't have. Um, and it's coming out in October, which it's a vampire movie. So, yes, actually put these horror, even adjacent uh, superhero films in October where they should be. Yeah, you and I are both signed up for this uh, this fucking vaccine. We'll have it by October. I'm not worried about that. So yeah. bring it on. Bring it on, October. Um, we, and I think I have one more piece of news. Sandman has been cast. Holy okay. shit. Are you, you sent me this today. I, di- I didn't see it until you sent it to me. Uh, holy shit. What do you think about this cast so far? I love the cast so far. Um, the person playing Sandman, 
I know the, the least about out of the cast that's been announced. Uh, but with the other cast members that they've done, then I have faith that they've gone the right way uh, in casting him. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie is playing Lucifer. And she looks great like, casting job there. Yeah, she looks a lot like, like Lucifer, like fucking Mark, like Mark Carey's. And I would be more than happy if she played Lucifer if they wanted to do like a Lucifer spinoff based off Mike Carey's uh, Lucifer series as well, too. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be great. That's more yeah. accurate than the uh, Tom uh, Ellis one uh, that was on Fox. I still enjoy, but it's not the, it's not the same kind of Lucifer. Uh, Are you time. most excited for Gwendolyn in this? No. Asim Chandry. Who uh, uh, as able, yeah. Who, and, by the way, in the Sandman comics, is a massive dum dum, which I think is going to be right in Asim Chowdhury's uh, wheelhouse. Who you and, and I have become massive fans of Asim Chowdhury here lately. And just for anyone that we did mention it last time, but you should watch the season of Taskmaster. He's on, which you can watch on YouTube, and you should also watch People Just Do Nothing, which is a series he is a lead on on Netflix. Now, we've got the great Charles Dance in this series yep. as well, uh, playing Roderick Burgess. Don't know who that is. I do not remember Roderick Burgess from the comic yeah. at all. It Fan says that he is a charlatan and a magician. So, I guess, welcome. Now, I have vague memories of a magician-type character, but I haven't read that man in probably maybe like six, seven years at this point. It's only been like about two years for me, but I, I, don't, I still don't remember that character okay. i mean i started it probably about four years ago but i finished about two any other casting from that that you're excited about i mean that those are the big three really those are the big names i'm really excited about boyd holbrook uh in the series as well he was the lead in the first two seasons of narcos i want to say he was also in deadpool 2 maybe deadpool 2 no wolverine uh the wolverine which wolverine uh, the last Wolverine movie as the main villain. That and it looks like he's going to be a villain here, too. Yeah, I, I think he's a fantastic actor, so I'm excited uh, for Boyd in that role. He, he's playing uh, the Corinthian, which is a escaped nightmare, which should be fun. Should be very fun. And like we talked about earlier, I'm just excited about actual like real news for this show. Oh, my God, it's happening. Like, it's so look, really, Sandman really has happening. been in like pre-production hell for forever. So actually, yeah, that's what it seems like. Like almost a decade now. Like this series has been tossed around and waiting to get made. I know just Gordon Levitt was going to do it for a long time. And I think that died out as well too. Now Morpheus, aka Dream, uh, who is the Lord of the Dreaming, uh, played by uh, Tom Sturridge. This dude looks like a great Dream. He's got and the look for sure. What's interesting though is there's a key character missing from the casting news. Yeah, there's no death. We don't yeah. have death here. Uh, which is Dream Sister. Uh, who would you cast in that role, if you could? Oh, man, you're going to have to come back to me on that. Uh, do you have anybody that you name off the top of your head? Yeah, Phil Wayne. Otherwise, who? Phil Wang. <laughs> I would cast Damon Waynes. <laughs> I would cast all of the Waynes brothers. Uh, Jennifer Garner. <laughs> and honestly, this is a weird pairing. Like, I think... No, I was going to say, like, I, I think Kat Dennings would make a decent uh, death on there as well. But I don't, because death is not like a super serious character in the books. No, no, she's not. Um, but whoever casts, I think, will make a much smarter choice than I ever could. Unless they cast Phil Wang. 
<laughs> I mean, there's there's a ton of great choices to play death out there. Uh, honestly, all you have to do is be brunette, and I would uh, love you as death and be a good actress. So, like, that's where you draw the line. Just yep. be brunette, natural. Mm-hmm. You don't want wigs. You don't want dyes. Nope. nope. You want natural brunette. No blondes, no redheads. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. Got it. We have to worry about redhead because apparently in every DC production, whenever you're a redhead, they they, they recast you as anything else. (laughs) That's the fucking truth. Uh, But yeah, I don't give a shit who plays death, really. I know that uh, by the looks of the casting so far, they're going to do a great job. So I ain't worried about that. All right. Got any more news for us? Uh, that's that is all the news that they, uh, according to other comic book podcasts, that is fit to print. Okay, yeah, just another small comic book podcast full of yeah. couple of nobodies who've never yeah. worked in any industry ever. Let's uh, let's talk about the first new MCU property since Spider Man. Isn't that crazy? How that's like, fucking nuts, man! How the did first you feel? property since Spider Man. How did you feel when the Marvel like credits rolled with the music? Erect. I felt um, I felt tingly all over my body. Yeah, it, like I still got that same feeling I got like when I see it like in the theaters rolling before a movie. Well, let's talk about the uh, the first line of the of this show, okay. uh, specifically the first line from uh, Wanda herself, uh, which is my husband and his indestructible head. Yes. Uh, thoughts much? Well, I mean, it's not indestructible if it can turn to dust. Yep. Not if you can uh, pluck an infinity stone from it with your bare fucking hands. That's true. Uh, the first episode, too, is uh, borrows heavily from the Dick Van Dyke era of sitcoms uh, and stylized after that as well. Yep. Uh, it is in black and white. It was weird. I don't know how you were, but like when I was a little kid, for some reason I used to watch a lot of like Nick at Night and like watch like sitcoms like The Dick Van Dyke Show and Bewitched and Mary Tyler Moore Show uh, and I Dream of Genie and stuff like that, which were all like, I'm sure most of those jokes I didn't understand at all. But for some reason I watched them as a kid. I loved Nick at Night as a child. Like it was one of my fucking favorite things I ever got to watch. I loved that shit. Like I grew up with this shit. It was my parents' stuff. Like, I, I think I would get bored after an episode or two and then go to my room and play with my fucking toys or whatever. But this stuff was always fun and it's always held a really um, great place in my heart. So I loved watching this. I know that some people it moved way too slow, but not for me. Like, no, like this was very fun to me. I feel like the first three episodes are like the first act of a movie, basically, because it's nine episodes. So episodes one through three are act one. And we'll get to it later, but I feel like the way episode three ended, like, okay, like that's the jump into act two at that point. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but there are multiple ways to view this show, especially these first couple episodes. These first couple episodes, if you think that you're watching a sitcom, you're going to approach it with a sitcom mentality. I took this as a horror well, if you watch this thinking this is a horror story happening and slowly unfolding, it changes 
everything about the fucking show. It changes literally everything here. And it was so wild to watch it because there's obviously shit that's going on behind the scenes that we're only after the end of episode three really starting to uncover. But it's a highly unsettling show. If you're really waiting for these clues the entire time, things just are fucking off left and right. Well, and I think that's an interesting way to view it. And I think when you watch it through that lens, it does give an entirely different perspective. And it is a show that like at its root is about trauma and, and how, and how someone deals and copes with trauma. Uh, with that being said, I watched it as a sitcom. There was these hokey 50 styles jokes that shouldn't have landed. And I still laughed. I don't know if you felt, but like I laughed out loud quite a few times uh, at some of some of the most hokiest jokes I've seen in my, in my non youth years. Yeah. We're, we're uh, what uh, two weeks away from, or two weeks removed from the, the onset of this show and people's opinions uh, after those first two episodes came out uh, to me, honestly, I could not relate at all. And people thinking that it was a slow sitcom type show. I understand that it is slow and sitcom-y and that is a valid point, but that's just not the way that I viewed it. That's not how it hit me. Like you are somebody watching a Marvel property, you know, the history and you have somewhat of an idea of what's happening here. There's obviously shit. That's not right. And to your point of it being like a horror show, uh, or a horror story, there were elements in both, actually in all episodes, where uh, it shifted that. I think Matt Shankman, the director, and Musa Shorter does as well. Uh, it's an excellent job of the camera changes because in episodes one through three, it is shot like a sitcom is shot. But yeah. there's moments where things are unsettling or something is out of place or want to realize that something is askew. And the camera changes, the music cues change from what they would be in a set column and from what we've seen. It's very noticeable and intentional uh, as well. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's massive dramatic shifts. So I'll, I mean, I'm going to jump to episode three here with my example. Um, and it's Herb who's got a, um, like a, a bush trimmer, like a, you know what I'm talking about? Just a trimmer. He just has a trimmer in his hands and he's slicing a hole through the wall, uh, separating their houses instead of trimming. Yeah. Not a wall. It's not, it's it's a hedge trimmer. I mean, it it is a fence. I mean, it it is a wall though. Like that thing's solid. It's not like a chain link fence or a wood fence. But the wood post I think is what it is. No, it is. It's fucking solid. You were wrong and you're a stupid little bitch. Um, and I love you. One, two. You just made a scar reference without even knowing it. <laughs> but he's he's literally cutting a wall at an angle. And he obviously doesn't have full control of who he is and what he's doing. He also he's seems doing the, the best. Nervous and uneasy, too. Yeah, it's it's wildly unsettling. While trying to put on like that sitcom, like veneer of like just being like, the stereotypical like next door neighbor they come to for advice. Like we were like, like you might see for me, like the most prominent example is Wilson and home improvement. Yes. People are are taking this as a, here's what it is at face value. Here's what they're delivering to me. I don't get it. Like, yeah, it's kind of weird. View it as what it is. Like this person that's in this Paul Bettany 
playing the vision, which by the way is fucking incredible. He's, so good. he's dead. He is not fucking alive. He is only here because she we don't that know. Being I mean, yeah. Elizabeth Olsen's Scarlet Witch has in some way accepted him or brought him back to life not in some Elizabeth kind of Olsen. former fashion. Do you think that Elizabeth Olsen is actually Scarlet Witch in real life? Yes. Okay. Well, is she not? No, it's Mary Kate. Is she not the real? Oh wow! All those times I was watching Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen's uh, films. Wow! I need to rethink my life. Also, a great song title I didn't come up with is "Bloody Mary," uh, "Bloody Mary Kate and Ashley." <laughs> <laughs> all right i mean what are you, what are you thinking about about this like i don't like we, you we got two episodes so give me your impression after two well we got three well i i know that but like but, we got two uh, okay so two we get so two <laughs> episode moves into uh a more bewitched style era of sitcoms yes uh, which and I thought this was a much better reputation of Bewitched than the Will Ferrell Nicole Kidman movie. Um, Don't you dare trash that film. That film is classic. I and this was probably my favorite episode to date, as far as I can remember. Even though it's a hundred percent, mostly not hundred percent, but like eighty nine percent sitcom. Like when Vision chews the gum and he gets stuck in his gears, and we see the animation of like the gears and that messes with how he acts. And the scene at the talent show where they're doing their magic act, probably my favorite thing I've seen in the entire series. It was enjoyable, and how she just kept coming up with ways to uh, yes. circumvent the issue that that they were using powers. Yeah, we have superpowers. Like no. he's a robot, and I'm magic. Uh, synthesoid. Fuck off. He's not a robot. <laughs> he's not a robot. <laughs> Is this Futurama? I wish. Jesus I would love Christ. for a few. I hope like episode eight is Futurama. So, I, I mean, I've been reading a lot of reviews. I've, I've had time to do this. Like, I'm, I've been trying to prep for our episode here. And I think that's where my frustrations lie, is in looking at what other people's opinions are of this. Because my opinions of this are fantastic. I think it's yeah. great. The people that don't like this feel, I, I don't know how you feel, but like from what I've seen, they feel like they very strongly need to let their opinions known that they don't enjoy or didn't enjoy the first two episodes. Yeah, 100%. And if you didn't like the first two episodes, that's fine. But you're short-sighted because you're not looking at a bigger picture. Is very little going on right now? Yes, absolutely. But there's something building. Yeah. And they, that and that's the creepiest element of all is something is under the surface here. And like as much as like I have loved and enjoyed every Marvel movie that has come out, I I really appreciate this new take on their storytelling. And I'm looking forward to more like this as well. Yeah, they they have changed realms. They've gone out of the film, and they have gone straight into, um, you know, into, into television here. And, and they didn't plan on doing it this way. There was supposed to be more films before this came out. Yes, uh, at least one more. And I think Falcon Winter Soldier was really supposed to come out before this as well, too. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Not that and, that necessarily matters to the timeline or anything, but sure. Yeah. Um, and. Like, and maybe I'm more patient with it because, like, and maybe you are as well, too, because, like, we read comics. So, like, we're used to, like, reading comic and waiting a month to find, like, the next part of the story. We, you, you don't yeah. wait a week, like, you, for the years, you wait a full month. Uh, and, like, I've listened to 
the Marvel podcast, like the Wolverine one, the Marvels one, based off the Alex Rock book, Ross book, Ross book, and that serialized storytelling spread out across a longer time as well, too. So maybe we're more used to this form of storytelling or uh, in this genre than a lot of people are. I mean, that's a great point. You and I, uh, for one arc, and I know that you collect trades like I do, trades typically come out every, you know, eight months or so. Yeah. And comic books come out monthly with like a two to three month break in between uh, each arc. So as comic readers, we are programmed to be way more receptive to exactly what we're going through yeah. here. We don't, we don't need all the answers at one time. Yes, exactly. Like you and I will talk about, like we'll both read an issue of a comic and we'll talk about that issue and be excited to find out what happens next. And we'll find out about what happens next four or five months down the line. But, like we spitball like those theories, stuff like that. Um, and so maybe that's why it's easier for us. Or maybe it's just because we just generally like this material. And I think, I think from an actor standpoint, this has, this show has to be a lot of fun to, uh, to work on. Because oh, you yeah. change how you act based off the sitcom era that you're in. And the third episode, they moved up to a uh, 70s Brady Bunch era. And that home looked very similar to the Brady Bunch like living room that I remember from watching the Brady Bunch. Yeah, I was waiting for Jan to get just destroyed in the face by a fucking football. Okay. So you mentioned Jan, which is, as we all know, Jan was the least favorite Brady Bunch member, but also I would consider it a side care. If they could, they would have kicked her out of the family and just made her eat Wrong. Out. Peter. Peter is a piece of shit, trash wow. person. That is a strong opinion about Peter Brady. Uh, also, the Brady Bunch movies were much better than the Bewitched movie. Oh, that's not even a question. I actually no. want to go back and rewatch those movies. Let's do that. Okay. Anyways, back on topic. Who was your favorite side character? Basically, not Wanda or Vision. Oh, Catherine Hahn's character. Uh, is it Agnes? Yes. Yeah, she's obviously somebody bigger in the Mar- in the MCU that we don't know yet. Uh, what's the What's the speculation on who she is? I can't remember. Well, there there is a character that's very prominent in the Scarlet Witch comics named Agnes, uh, who is, I won't spoil too much for anyone that, but she in the comics originally serves in sort of a mentor role to, to Wanda. Yeah. So spoilers alert. If you don't want to hear who Agnes is, uh, turn the podcast off in the next 10 seconds. Just kidding. Five. Three, two, one. Yeah. Okay. She's like a witch of some kind, right? Yes. Just about, yeah. I don't think she's in this. I think in this, that she is a member of S.W.O.R.D., most likely. Yeah, we have lots of, of uh, S.W.O.R.D. hints here. The Beekeeper has a S.W.O.R.D. logo. And uh, which with, is interesting. At the end of episode one, uh, there's like a helicopter toy because with a S.W.O.R.D. logo on it. S.W.O.R.D. in the comics t- tends to deal with extraterrestrial affairs, which I think yeah. was what Nick Fury was heading up at the end of uh, Captain Marvel uh, originally. Uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of curious if uh, Secret Invasion... Uh, stuff could play in here. Maybe it might. I'm so excited about that show. Uh, oh man, I'm pumped. Uh, but anyway, early groundwork. I'm, I guarantee you, and I'm 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 staking this now, and I want to come back to this later. There is going to be something uh, from Secret Invasion that happens in this series. Uh, that wouldn't surprise we, me. We may have seen it already. We may not have. And it might be a, a five-second clip, but that's my bet. 
And you know, Marvel is so good at like keeping secrets, but like they already announced like people that were going to be in this show that were in previous Marvel movies. And now I'm like, I kind of, I'm kind of bummed that I know that because I would have loved to see them just appear and be surprised. I'm not going to say who they are. So that way, in case you forgot or can't remember, anyone else can be surprised. Yeah, I'm, I appreciate that because I don't remember what you're talking about now and I don't want to know. Yeah, it's going to be Deadpool from here on out. Episode four. Oh, fuck Deadpool. me. That's uh, great. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, what are some of your big moments? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. This I'm not going to say my favorite side character. Uh, I do love Catherine Hahn as oh, Agnes. Funny. I think she's great. But for me, the big surprise was Emma Caulfield Ford. Uh, episode two was her big standout. She was ahead of like, I don't know, the, the women's group or the ladies group. Yes. Brands, the talent show. Uh, she's most well known for playing Anya and Buffy, uh, the vampire slayer. And like, as a big fan of Buffy, I would like, I've, I enjoyed seeing her again. I thought she was a lot of fun, like in that role, very much capturing the essence of that kind of individual for that time period. But, and like, we should say we haven't said it. Characters, not all side characters, but we've seen a lot of ca- a lot of side characters that were in the 50th episode appearing in the 60th episode, the 70th episode. So we get to see these actors perform how their characters would react in different eras of sitcoms. And yeah, it's just been fun. Bob Balaban was great as Vision's boss in the first episode, too. Bob Balaban was his yep. boss? I think so. Hold on. That's not his boss. That is not Bob Balaban. No, you're hundred percent right. It's not Bob Balaban. Yeah. Uh, hold Bob on. Bob Balaban is a tiny bald man. Yes. Hold on. Wait. I cannot think of the actor's name right now, uh, and I'm trying to think of a show that I know he was in. I'm just gonna. This is me just filling time effort, effortlessly. Yeah. This is exactly what podcasts need: is just people just yeah. trying to fill dead air by being really dumb yes, and not exactly. knowing what the hell they're talking about. Well, and while I was filling this time, did you figure out who it is? No, not yet. Uh, the uh, Fred Melamed. Fred Melamed, not yeah. Bob Balaban. Yes, because in the Maria Bamford show, Lady Dynamite, she played. He played her manager. Did you ever watch Lady Dynamite? Netflix. No. Uh, it's great, and I think you should watch it. It's only two seasons. But her character name on that was like Bruce Ben Bacharot. So it's also a B alliteration. I mean. And Maria they're both bald, technically. Is a genius, so I have, I have no issue with this. Well, let's talk about um, some of the more unsettling, interesting, exciting moments in here. You mean like uh, Fred Bellman choking on his dinner? Um, like yes. Vision. Save him. Yep, exactly. And, and then in uh, episode two, when... Uh, his wife, who can't remember, she was Kitty on that, that 70s show. Yes. Fred, uh-huh. uh, and she looks exactly the same, too. She's not aged a day. Which is weird, because obviously that's when shows like from like in the mid-70s, so it's been like 40 years, <laughs> uh, and she looked exactly the same. Uh, but like her moment, she's like repeating the same thing over and over again was terrifying. Uh, yeah, there's so many moments like that. And then in episode two, when uh, we finally see the beekeeper with the sword logo on his back, Wanda just says, no. Yeah. And everything rewinds, and we have another moment like that in episode three. Um with vision and she essentially just resets him and goes back in time about 30 seconds. Like there's some shit at play here. Well, and we should say too, we haven't given the big thing in episode two, Wanda is pregnant. 
episode three. three. No, episode two, she's pregnant. Episode three, she gives birth. Does she find out she's pregnant in episode two? Yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Episode three, she gives birth. And she gives birth to twins. And in the comics, Wanda has twins as well. Yeah, she does. Which in those stemmed for from the uh, House of M storyline as well is when they uh, basically came to life. So I'm curious if this is if this and this is my hope for this series is that this gives us our first hints of mutants in the Marvel universe. Yeah, I I mean everybody's hoping for the no more mutants or way more mutants kind of a thing to bring the mutants about here. Only mutants. Bye bye, Spidey. <laughs> I, I just hope that she says, give me all them mutants. Yeah. Uh, I really just want to increase my box office, so give me Wolverine, Deadpool, <laughs> Storm, <laughs> Professor X. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Stormfront. Or Wheels, as, as he was called. <laughs> no. I think that was only at Burger King that they were allowed to call him Wheels. Uh, Stormfront. Is, oh my god, did you just reference the Burger King <laughs> kid? The BK kid? <laughs> That's the best reference that has ever happened on this show. You know what's weird? There's a point. Our, our peak, we can retire now, Alex. There's a point in my life where I probably had like Burger King at least like four times a month for like years of my life. <laughs> I, haven't a, I haven't got a Burger King and I honestly can't remember the last time I had Burger King. Oh, it's been years since I've had that shitty, shitty place. Uh, don't, I mean, don't disparage chicken fries, okay? You and I used to work... Um, Next door to a Burger King. Yeah, this is true. It wasn't. It was a. We had to cross over a hump. You and I could have walked there in under two minutes. No. That's how how close Burger King was to us. Just I, saying. Anyways, let's get back to not talking about Burger King. You, you want to talk about the BK kids? <laughs> Fuck me! I love this show. I thought it was fun. I thought it was interesting. I thought it has lots of great twist, twists and okay. turns and intrigue. So the big question, are you going to keep watching this show? Oh my God, yes. I can't wait to watch tomorrow. It's going to be like one of those episodes where you say you're going to keep watching and then you never watch. No, or there's, there's where you say no you're going to keep watching. Like, I did like that show. I should watch it before the year, year in and watch the last eight episodes. Yeah, I do say that about most of our shows on here. And even if that was the case, I would still say that i'm gonna watch it but i will be watching on my lunch break tomorrow this is technically not technically it is the first thing that we have covered for 2021 that's something new yes that's true uh so and i think for both of us this would easily rank already so far in the top five of our 2020 list had it come out in 2020 uh yeah easily if not it might be number one already with only three episodes yeah with an incomplete story and yep. zero and zero Bob Balaban. Yeah, and no Bob Balaban. Despite my love for Bob Balaban, who is a phenomenal actor, um, I can't wait to see where this series goes. I'm very fucking excited. Yeah, me too. So, what would you rate this on a scale of one to ten? I mean, it's damn near perfect in my mind. Like, I'll, I'll drop it a little. I'll give it an eight point five because let's say I haven't seen anything this good in a long time. So maybe I'm over-exaggerating my rankings of trying to put it in the nine frame. I'm going to give it an eight, five. 
I I might be with you in the fact that like I'm overexcited because I haven't seen anything like this in a long time. So I'm gonna give it a full ten right now. Whoa! Uh, is that your first ten? N- no, my my first ten was probably. I, I guess I, g- I gave it an eleven, but that was Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Oh, that's uh. true. Yeah. So your first genuine ten that anybody else might actually agree with you. Uh, I mean, no. I mean, clearly, if they'd been around, I did the, the Daredevil director's cut starring Ben Affleck. That also was an eleven out of ten. Man, uh, I'm I'm very happy for your praise of this. Um, uh, I, I yeah, I, I'm, I'm defensive on some of the things that I've read online. Uh, yeah, I, I, at some point, I, I just stopped looking at that stuff. Anything I says, anything good, that I come across that just mentions one division. I just scroll past, kind of like the way. It's become like the way like Game of Thrones is for me. Because like whenever people mention Game of Thrones, people that hated season eight will like flock to it no matter what. Yeah, so yeah. Ignore it at that point. I like season eight. I thought it was a lot of fun about it for the new series uh, in that world. Uh, so it's just like people can hear what they want, but I enjoyed it, and that's not going to diminish the way I feel about it. Agreed. Uh, so yeah, I like you. I think we'll be watching episode four as soon as we get a chance. Can't wait to honestly. Like the hardest thing for me is much way like the Mandalorian, and probably even more so for like this show is like if you don't watch it right away, avoiding spoilers for that episode is like becomes a chore for that day. Does it ever? Uh, I mean, the second I have an opportunity to watch this, and I actually might watch it in the morning before I work. So. Yeah, like I hate to like whenever I second article like you'll never guess who showed up in episode da 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 like the Mandalorian. I'm like, well, that, that's a spoiler right there. Like that, that yeah. lets me know that like someone surprising shows up. Um, yeah. Just knowing, not even knowing who they are, but just knowing that that happens. That's too much information for me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is what I've been on what third episode in a row for 21. We are going to be getting back to our regular schedule of every other week until stuff until new content comes out. Uh, but our next episode should be fun. We hope it's uh, based off in IDW comic. Uh, I believe maybe image comic uh, called Resident Alien. It's a TV series starring Alan Tudyk on the Sci-Fi Channel. We yeah, about we got some Alan Tudyk shit. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, it's not the first, and it won't be the last Alan Tudyk project that we're talking about. No, because what was the first we talked about? Oh man, I couldn't tell you. I mean, we talked about Doom Patrol. Yeah, Doom Patrol is exactly where I go. I feel like there was something else he was in. I can't. I'm remember. sure. I'm sure. Uh, so that makes me excited. Yeah, That's I can't wait, thing. man. Uh, as always, you can email us at hingemanacomics at gmail.com. Uh, find us uh, in your local uh, Borders store. Uh, go to your local Circuit City and see if you can find us there in the archives. <laughs> That's all uh, I've got. Listen to your podcast on Laserdisc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. go wherever Laserdiscs are sold. You can yeah. find the Henchman of Comics. Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Ashback. <laughs> and uh, I'm a person. I don't know, man. Ain't you ain't easy. No, it's it's really not.